Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I am Stacy Heller and this is Stacy Connects. This show is about making connections through conversation. It is about asking questions instead of making assumptions, and it is about engaging with the elephant in any room. Whether you are listening live or you listen later, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't already considered subscribing, please do it. I I have I talked about this on my anniversary show with Stacy Harris a few weeks back. Um, I have made the difficult decision to go to the podcast-only format, which will allow me some more uh, creativity and um, allow me to work uh, sometimes less time, sometimes more. Um, and don't worry, mom and listeners, I will continue to work with Eric. He's not going anywhere. And I will continue to work with the folks here at uh, KKNW. So um, I, I couldn't give up Eric. He's like, he's like <laughs> a, a good drug. That doesn't seem right. Um, so anyway, so well, as long as you're not Huey Lewis saying you want a new drug. Yeah, then, no, <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> I don't want a new drug. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you just want to be able to swear in the show. <laughs> honestly, it really comes down to I want to be able to swear. And then if I talk about a song, am I able to play it on a podcast versus the radio? No. Oh, so I still can't do that. Oh, well. But you can't swear. But I can swear. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, if you are interested in connecting with me, please feel free to call or text. You can call 475-999-2726. Uh, my guest today is actually a, uh, a repeat guest, Dr. Becky Bell of Common Ground Conflict Solutions. Welcome back, Becky. Thank you. Great to be back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, the reason that I am having Dr. Bell back on the show is because, as you can guess from the name of her business, uh, Common Ground Conflict Solutions, the holidays can be really conflict riddled. And uh, so while she is doing this with businesses and organizations and things like that, the skills and talents and abilities and tricks and tips that Becky has accrued from her time serving in the military and her time uh, both in working with the military and I think in her civilian business life, they are things that can help us because it's a crazy time out there, everybody. Um, so I'm excited to talk with you about some of those things. Not that I have any conflict in my life at all. <laughs> um, now, conversations and observations from the past actually couple of weeks, because last week my show was pre-recorded. My guest was Dave Nelson, who is a composer and producer. And uh, I had promised at the time that if I had a Percy update, I would have Eric interject. And I did not have an update. So uh, I can tell you this update. As of the last time, um, Becky, if you don't know about this, my cat, Percy, one of my three cats, went missing back in October. 
While you were on a trip. While I was in Portugal. So, yes. And uh, we're not sure what happened. Um, I've made up all kinds of fantastical tales um, from hitmen to runaway to trafficking. Um, But we worked with a pet psychic and uh, she indicated that Percy is alive and well and on this plane and living actually in a neighborhood that is a good 25 minute car ride away. And it gave us great hope when people in that neighborhood, after we put up posters, started calling us and texting us saying, there was a Percy sighting, there was a Percy sighting. And we were like, oh my gosh. So finally, somebody got a picture of Percy. I'm doing air quotes here. And it took one look to be like, "Mm, that's not my cat. (laughs) So um, it's, I mean, it's fair, but not all tuxedo cats look alike. Right. And so, unfortunately, it was uh, not Percy. And so, at this point, I am letting Percy go. Like, he's happy, and somebody's taking great care of him. Um, Or at least that's what this gal, Vicky, says. And you know what? That puts my mind at ease. So, um, and of course, you know, I could get another cat. But... I also feel like eh, then it's like the timer starts and like then I have this cat for like potentially 18 years. So that just seems like (laughs) way too long. But anyway, that's the Percy update. I've got a question. Yeah. So in letting Percy go, was there any sort of ceremony to it? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, So there has not been within the greater family dynamic because this has been really hard on our son charlie who uh suddenly is like you know percy was my cat i'm like first of all percy was not your cat you never fed him you never changed like the litter box you never did anything for him however i realize in reflection that percy was essentially charlie's wingman when charlie Mm -hmm. had uh, uh girlfriends come over they absolutely adored Percy and possibly relationships lasted longer because of Percy. So he's missing his wingman. Um, And so, but for me, there has been this process of um, kind of like meditating or praying or reflecting or whatever. And just like, Hey man, you know, like you're too good to not share and letting him do his thing and if at some point the person that has him bothers to check for the chip he'll find out that you know here we are um but in the meantime i'm like you know um we just kind of gotta let it go but i i so it's for that part it was personal i think by christmas we'll be a little bit more ready to as a family do something um Mm -hmm. so we'll see but you do have to like there is a a mourning process and I don't care you know that I'm talking about a pet when you lose a pet you're losing a part of your family yes absolutely and although the heart is something that can expand and contract you know it's like people are always like oh you know I can't believe you got another cat or you know ferret or dog or whatever like immediately and it's like no 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 that 
the relationship that you have with someone or something that you love is like a complete circle. It's what I said to my mom after my dad died. I'm like, look, your wedding ring is symbolic of something that like is a whole complete circle and it doesn't dishonor it because it's a complete story that's been told. Um, and so it's okay to, to start a new story. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. I'm so wise sometimes. (laughs) Gosh, it surprises me the most, honestly. Um, Okay, now the next thing is, um, again, if you didn't listen to my anniversary episode where Stacey Harris was a guest, we talked about our sighting of what we dubbed Bat Squatch and, uh, and the whole tale of it and... I had several listeners uh, and friends and family say, like, really? Like, come on. And I'm like, no, like, legitimately, we saw something. Like, I don't know what to, like, non-believer, believer, whatever it is. I may be a storyteller, but there's no denying that we saw something that was inexplicable. And we got a call from a gentleman named Neil. Hey, Neil, thanks for listening. Um, And I guess he's a longtime listener of the show Coast to Coast, which is a paranormal radio show. Um, And he was talking about how fortunate that Stacy and I actually were together to see this versus situations like himself and so many others that have had these interactions or seen things with no witness. And Mm. so everyone's like, you're crazy. So um, I was like, yes, I was very fortunate. And yeah, you can be crazy together. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking that, but didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to create conflict. It's okay. I'm resolved to the fact that Stacy and I are together crazy. Um, but, you know, it was just so nice to hear that somebody listens. So thanks, Neil, for leaving a voicemail. Um, and then... Um, obviously I'm prepping for the holidays and one of the things that I am doing in prepping for the holidays is, uh, my mother asked Santa for, uh, for, I can't see you doing air quotes quotes. on the radio. Santa, (laughs) AKA me, me asked me not because there's not a Santa, but because my mother's 83 and Santa's a little more focused on the young versus the young at heart. So, um, I she requested cocktail napkins, paper because she entertains all the time with her monogram on them, and I was like, yes. And don't you love it when somebody actually spells out like a great gift for them? If you're you know buying gifts for people, it's so much of the time it's really hard. You're just like, oh, geez, what would they like? And when they actually spell out yes. exactly, it's like, yes, done. Whew. Totally. So <laughs> off. Totally. And so the best thing is, I yes, I got her the monogram ones. And then I also got her ones employing my very unique talent of writing. So this is not going to be no pretense of this being a surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surprise, mom. You'll like, are you kidding? At this point, she's not even listening anymore. Like she and her friends are like off on some other topic right now. And so they're not paying attention. Cue her calling in two minutes to say, oh, the the napkins are I know, right? (laughs) But here's the thing. Likely she'll forget anyway. And then it'll be like a whole new surprise. That's what I hear like a spoiler for a movie. I go, and by the time I see this, 
(laughs) I won't even know. So it's all good. Exactly. So, um, so I, I did what she asked. Yes. You know, fine. But then I also did one and I have this, uh, talent question mark of writing haikus that are a bit saucy um (laughs) and so on her napkin one set that i got her the haiku is uh so remember a haiku is a poem that is five syllables seven syllables and then five syllables so doer's white label that's my mother's drink the brand um so doer's white label Sippable supper without vegetables. Cheers. That's cute. Right? Isn't that cute? It is. And I did another one uh, for my uh, napkins that I use in the restroom for people to dry their hands. And um, I'll share that one off the air because there's a curse word. (laughs) So, you know, because I like to curse. Thus the <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, so I did that. Um, okay. Lastly, my stasiism, which uh, I swear I don't have the guest and then come up with a stasiism. That would make so much sense to plan these things, but I don't. Uh, but I had written this one down a couple of weeks ago. Sometimes you have to be done. Not mad, not upset, just done. And I'm, you know, I'm going through something at home right now or as a family, we're going through something. And it's like my instinct is to get mad about it. And, you know, like in the whole fight, flight or freeze thing, I'm so like fight. And, you know, I I want to be angry and upset and hurt and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, you know what? I think I just need to be done. And just sort of, it doesn't mean I'm letting it go completely. It just means I'm, I don't know. I guess it's like the balloon that you just sort of let go. It still exists. It's still a real thing. It's just I choose to not hold on to it anymore. So You're not giving it energy. Exactly. Exactly. See, this is why... Dr. Becky Bell is a uh, conflict resolution specialist. So speaking of that, let's take a break here. And then when we come back, we are going to chat with Dr. Bell about her work that she does and how it can maybe help us navigate the holidays with more ho, ho, ho. Then we'll get her on the Middle East thing. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Keep listening to Stacey Connects. We'll be right back. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer 
who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Hey, we're back. That was quick. Uh, As I mentioned before the break, my guest today is Dr. Becky Bell of Common Ground Conflict Solutions. And um, so you were on the guest, or you were on the guest, you were on the show Back in like June or something. And I remember at the time saying, you have to come back around the holidays. Yes. And so here you are. So what is it that you, why is it, I guess I should say, do you think the holidays proved to be such a uh, ripe time for conflict in families? Okay. So given this a lot of thought, and of course, I don't have any empirical evidence whatsoever other than my experience. But if you think about it, it's a perfect storm. So you have people who are already stressed by day-to-day life. Just how do the young kids say? Just lifing? Yes. And so people are already just lifing. And then you've got the added stress of expectations of other people. Expectations are killer. Oh my gosh. And so you add that in. And then you start thinking about people who have some concerns or they have bad memories of the holidays. And so you put all of those things, not to mention many, many other things, in a big bowl and you shake it all up and you pour it out on the table. And then you look at the mess that you have and then you wonder why. How did we get here? Right. It's crappy Chex Mix. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I like that. I like that. And I normally like Chex Mix, (laughs) but I don't want crappy Chex Mix. Right. Like, that's just the worst. (laughs) Right. Right. And so I think that's what a lot of it is. And it's, it's, it's just a perfect storm. The expectation thing really rings true for me this year, uh, in that this year I... You know, we've got my mom is coming for the holidays. My uh, my brother, Peter, and his wife, Skye, are coming to uh, join us for the holidays as well. And then we've got our four adult children, ages 21 through 27. And we'll all be these, you know, nine adults in a house. And everybody has different traditions, expectations, I also find that when you have multi-generations together, the expectations, like I'm in that sandwich generation where I regress back to my role in my family of origin, and then I'm managing the family that I've created with my husband. And so, like, all of these things are at play, and so there's you know, the expectations and the roles that we take on as well. Oh my God, Stacy, you just hit 
something really, really important that not a lot of people think about. And I liked how you put it, that sandwich. Because when we as adults grow up and leave the nest and we're doing our own thing, even when we come back home, those relationships kind of go back to what they were before. I go back to being my mom's daughter. Um, so I'll give you an example. Growing up, I think I mentioned it before, there were eight of us children in the family. Mm -hmm. And in the family, they called me the punk because I was super sensitive. I am super sensitive and uh, you know I'm very empathetic. But for me, I think that was why I went into the field that, I, that I'm in now. So when I go home, they expect Becky the punk to show up. Mm -hmm. And that is so not who I am now. And until they know who I am as an adult, and if I'm regressing back into those roles, mm -hmm. that in and of itself is going to create conflict. Yeah. Absolutely, because you don't feel seen and heard by these people. And yet, you know, this is a conversation that I've had with my uh, oldest daughter um, for a long time. Uh, she kept relationships very close to the vest and shared a minimal amount with us, which is fair. I mean, like, hello, listeners, you've met me. Um, I'm a lot. And so imagine now I'm your mother and, you know, you're bringing somebody home to meet me. Like, that's hideous. And so so she didn't. And, you know, we had some conversations about this and her showing us who she is and what her life is like, if if you don't share some of those things, you do your family a disservice, though, because yes. I don't know how to like I'm falling back into that role that I'm joking about versus having an opportunity to grow and learn and and see her for how she is. So it's this yeah. delicate balance, right, of like, you know, you regress because it's easy and it's a lot of work to be vulnerable with people that, especially if they caused you any kind of damage as a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the other piece is when you're speaking about young adults, you have another big pot that you have to play in too, Stacey. So you have the young adults who want to be seen as adults, but at the same time, they're operating in a space of still needing mom. Well, I'm, I'm not sure where you want me. You know, right. Right. Which is it? I mean, uh, like totally a, a which is it? So I'm guessing that there is um, seeds that can be planted, whether it's, you know, whatever holiday you're spending. Yeah. It's just that these particular as we head into Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, like whatever anybody else shares. Right. Um it's a time that multi-generations do tend to get together. So the timing yes. seemed ripe for this. But I'm guessing that there's some seeds that can be planted prior to when you're literally like face to face. Um, and what are those? Like you and I did like no pre-interview. So I'm like, hey, are there seeds? <laughs> <laughs> what, yes, can, what, what can be done? <laughs> there are absolute, absolute seeds that exist. So first of all, introspection is extremely important. Stacey, you sound like you do a lot of that. So I don't think that's going to be anything that's going to be problematic for you. But knowing where you are in the space, 
for instance, if you know what, it's, it's stressful right now. I know my, my patience is about this big mm -hmm. and I know that I'm, I'm just going to lose it at any given moment. I may not need to engage in some conversations right away. So knowing where you are in the time space. And I think what happens is we as individuals, we don't take time to realize where we are. So when that conflict pops up, we don't know what's coming out because right. we didn't check in with ourselves. We're yeah. loaded for so bear. Like, like, like yeah. we're already holding like the gun and it's already cocked. Like forget about right. being locked away in the gun chest, like on the off chance that something goes wrong. We're like just ready to blow. Absolutely. And the other people have no clue. Oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I say? And a lot of it is internal and there's nothing that they could have done differently that would not have gotten us to that level. So the first thing is checking with, checking in with ourselves. Um, beyond the checking in with ourselves, that's self-care. Oh my gosh. And I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but I do know as a woman, we are sometimes some of the worst people when it comes to self-care. Mm -hmm. We will take care of everybody and their brother, and we won't take care of ourselves. So self-care in advance and self-care can be something as simple as, you know what, I'm going to get back to taking walks. You know, walks kind of calm me down. I'm going to take some time um, spending time with, with my pets. Right. I'm going to outsource my check mix. Like I can get it at the store. I don't have to make it. Exactly. Exactly. And so getting some of that in. The other thing, which is a challenge for everybody, including me, it's something we have to work on consistently, and that's listening better. We all think that we are great listeners when in reality, most of the time we are so, especially when we're talking to other family members, we're so busy building our defense that we only heard probably about 30% of what they said. Wow, you're being generous. And <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, that's such a good point. Uh, especially if it's, um, well, I was going to say, especially if it's from your family of origin, but then I'm instantly thinking about uh, my interactions with my kids where at times, you know, I'm just tired of being the punching bag or I'm exhausted or whatever it is. And I'm not really they're wanting me to just listen without response and it's like I only know how to listen and well I hear it's not even listening it's hearing right and yeah. you know or call and response um and I forget that sometimes my response can be silence and mm -hmm. you know just a follow up like go on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like that is a response. Um, and that's a that's a really hard one. OK, so I love this. So introspection, um, starting to see patterns in how you react to things and what your role is in these situations. Self-care yes. to minimize, you know, if you know that certain things are triggers for you, then in advance, have some self-care so that you can lower your stress level going into the holidays. Listening. Um, and hearing what's actually being shared or said versus hearing it with uh, your own perspective. 
Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and another piece of that is, all, and you reminded me of that when you were giving your example, as you're engaging in conversation, and, and especially if we're talking about a different generation, finding out as, as we're having this conversation, what is it that you need from me? Are you looking for advice? Are you just venting? How can I best serve you in this conversation? That would be great to know because then you know how to react. This, it goes back to, and I think we talked about this when you were on last time, the whole, okay, do you want me to hear you? Do you want me to help you? Or do you want me to handle it? And oh, I love it. like those three things where it's like, what are you looking for and setting it up in advance so that you can then almost like configure yourself in such a way that like, you know, okay, I need to hear. So I need to just sit back and empty my mind of any preconceived notions, handle Mm -hmm. or help rather is a collaborative thing. So thinking about how we can do this together and then handle is like, I got it. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I love the way that you characterize it. I'm going to steal those. And I may have said that last time and I didn't do it, but I'm going to do it this time. I'm stealing those. I love it. Merry Christmas to you in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great gift. Great gift. Yeah. um, I think that is so important to to sort of understand what the X. There we go back to expectations. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to add another one. I'm sure you have some more. uh, But boundaries like understanding i feel like i'm learning boundaries of you know especially with mom and family coming to visit and the kids now starting to visit and pete and i have been getting into a groove as empty nesters and mm-hmm. understanding like what what boundaries have been reestablished like change yeah. has occurred there's been an expansion but there's also been like a contraction of what I'm willing to put up with. Yeah. And so the question becomes, how are you sharing those boundaries? And if we're sharing those boundaries, because there are times when we as individuals say, you know what, I'm establishing new boundaries, but we haven't shared it with anyone. And then soon as the opportunity presents itself, where we have to establish those boundaries, the other folks are caught off guard because they have no clue that the goal line has changed because we didn't give them any preparation whatsoever. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Any other seeds that, um, can be planted in advance of, uh, the in-person interactions? So the one thing that I absolutely love and it works differently for anyone is maintaining your sense of humor. Oh, Yes, that is absolutely critical because some of the things that we get upset about, we look back at it about three or four years down the road and we laugh about it, but it's not funny at the time. However, if we maintain that sense of humor, we can laugh at the situation and we can even laugh at ourselves because not everything is that serious. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing in advance, maintaining that sense of humor. It's like, you know, the holidays, it's like they are this big balloon that we're like all of the effort, the expectations, you know, the, the things that we want for our family, all these things are going into this balloon. Right. And if we can let yeah. some of the air out of it occasionally, it's not so tense. And, yes. you know, like um, with my 
with my kids uh, and my husband, I've created like this safe word when I'm being too much like my mother, um, you know, like they can let me know um, by, you know, saying hello, Mimi. And then I know that like, oh, like there is so much to to love and be proud of that I'm like my mother. And then there Mm -hmm. are things that you know, I can learn from and do better. And, but I forget I'm human. And so it's almost like having a family safe word that like, it goes back to the very first thing that you shared about being introspective and just being like, "Mm, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be that person. And um, creating a safe space that if your family member says that to you, it sort of is like, whoop, okay. I'm I'm doing this and I don't want to and thanks for that and you can laugh about it. I mean, making it like a a wacky thing is yes is best. That is so funny because we have something similar in, in our family as well. So you know, great things. I'm honored to be like my mom. She was she is a wonderful woman. There are times when she can be a lot, and so my mom's nickname is Patty Eye. And it's it's so funny how we even came up with that that name. But anyway, her name is Patty. So our safe word or the word that we say to each other, uh oh, Patty eyes coming out. Your Patty eyes coming out. Yep. So it's very similar. Very similar. Yep. Absolutely. And it's it's that universal thing that it's like, oh yeah, there there it is. Um, okay. So those are all awesome examples of things that you can do in advance of interacting with your family. And I mean, and this is like, I would think that this stuff is about, you know, being authentic, enjoying the holidays, being seen and heard. Like we haven't even gotten into the topics of like differing views on like race, religion, politics, you know, those oh, kinds yeah. of things. Um, you know, this is just about being able to like stand in your own um, place without uh crumbling under like the weight of expectation and fear of you know rejection and judgment like those are huge things and at a time of year when it's already challenging yeah right right okay let's take a quick break here and then we can talk about some maybe in-person strategies but and then i also want to go into the uh conversation about how to navigate um, a difference of opinion, if you will. Um, all right, keep listening to Stacy Connects with Stacy. We will be right back with my guest, Dr. Becky Bell. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. 
Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Becky Bell. She is a conflict solution specialist uh, with Common Ground Conflict Solutions. And we have been talking about different things that you can do to plant the seeds to prepare for the holidays. So um, now here we are face to face. Everybody's at my house. There's nine of us. Hooray. Um, are there some things that can be done in person? Are there some turns of phrase or like what can be done um, to avoid some of these conflicts in person? So the very first thing that comes to mind, and it's going to transcend all aspects, is, is that listening piece. And I think I talked about it in, in the first session, uh, first episode that I was on with you. Okay. Um, my brother and sister were having a conversation and it was, again, I'm from Jersey. We talk loud, we talk a lot, and we talk fast at each other all the time. Okay. Um, and so they were going at it. And in the background, the other family members were all talking and they're having this heated conversation. And then my sister goes, well, Ivan, you said da 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 And my brother says, very stoically, that may be what you heard, but that's not what I said. And that stood out to me okay. because it reminded me that not everything that is said is heard the way that we've intended it to be heard. And so that listening is critical. That's the first piece. The I second piece is of, even when I'm listening, I need to clarify that I heard what I thought I heard. Mm -hmm. So something to the effect of, okay, so what I heard you saying is this. All right, so is this what you're saying? Whatever phrase you want to use, check in with that other person to clarify what, what they're saying, because you may find, no, that, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say was this. I misspoke. Mm -hmm. We're people. We make mistakes. Maybe someone misspoke or used an inappropriate word or ineffective word, give them the opportunity to clarify their message. And so checking in with that person. It's uh, it's such a crucial thing to understand that we all, you know, in a situation, however many people are involved, there's that many versions of what went down, plus mm -hmm. the completely objective, like, thing, right, that can't yes. be spoken. And so we all have our perspective of how we hear and see things. And you know, we tend to climb the ladder of inference where, yeah. you know, we immediately go to like the like am to are not says, you know, says you <laughs> and like right. kind of pick up where we've left off. And so I love the idea of, you know, when you're having conversations with people like clarifying, you know, like, no, you can't do that. And, you know, then going back to the person and, you know, and here's why. Like also explanations of why yes. something matters to you. You know, yes. no, you can't do this because in our family, like we don't put, I think about, uh, you know, growing up, I grew up in a Catholic family and in the nativity scene, we would put fresh hay in. 
And that's not the kind of nativity scene that we have. And so it's like, no, that's not going to work. Or no, we're not going to do the four advent calendars. I know that's important to you, but that's not our thing. This is what we do. Um, And, you know, it's like not being so quick to assume that everybody understands where you're coming from. Yeah. And that everyone sees things the same way. So like in our family, even though we are all adults, when we come home to my mom's house, it's pretty much an unwritten rule. Nothing needs to be said. Alcohol will not cross the threshold of her home. So if you're bringing friends home too, they need to understand that this is a norm in this family. Yep. House rules. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So now here we are and, you know, um, a perfect example, uh, my mom was visiting at one point and, you know, we went to church with the whole family and, uh, Unfortunately, the church that we were going to at the time, very traditional priest, and he said something during his homily, his sermon, that my kids were like, never again. Like, this is horrible. And, you know, zero tolerance and whatever. Um, And really not representative of what my belief is. And, um, And ultimately, I think, the Catholic Church, but that's here nor there. That's a whole separate conversation. Um, but what's interesting is that multi-generational thing, right? So when it comes to um, talking about things like um, sexuality or politics um, or, you know, religion, and, you know, my mom, her faith has been her like her go-to for her whole life. And so to hear anyone speak ill of the faith and religion that has been such a huge part of her life, it's like she just sees red. Whereas the kids yeah. are like, you know, hey, you know, this guy is being, you know, um, homophobic and not accepting. And what happened to Jesus hanging out with, you know, all of the marginalized members of society? Like, what the heck happened? Um so with that, you know, like, what are some some things that you can recommend when you're seeing, like, you gave an example last time you were on about, you know, two people that worked together that clearly it was a person of color and I think somebody that was maybe um, either in the KKK or a neo-Nazi or something. White um, supremacist white group. White supremacist mm-hmm. group. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's two people at two ends of the spectrum that you were able to get to come to a mutual, uh, respect and understanding. So what do you do? Yeah, those things are really, really tough because they deal with people's values. And when you are dealing with values, people are going to see red. And so the key is helping people to remember that we're all people. And so as your children are seeing things the way that they're seeing things, what they're doing is they're holding up that mirror. They're saying, hey, this is what religion is telling us. But at the same time, we're hearing something different. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I keep in mind and I try to help others keep in mind is we're all human. 
none of us have the answer and none of us are perfect. And so if I have a certain view of a particular, either a religion or politics or anything like that, that view doesn't define the whole of me. And so helping people to have that conversation. And sometimes it's something that people aren't ready to do. And so checking in to see where they are, whether or not they can have that conversation. So I remember having a conversation with my dad about politics. And what I didn't realize at the time was he was already heated. He was already, I'll say he wasn't on 10, but he was on nine and a half. Okay. And so when something came up on the news and he and I were watching together, my mom was here as well. And he said something that I thought was the most ridiculous thing ever. And I thought he was joking. And so I responded with the normal Jersey sarcasm and my dad was livid. And so I had to take a step back. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on? And I had to remember that although what I thought was flawed thinking on my dad's part, it doesn't negate him as a person. Right. And so keeping that at the forefront, these are still people. How many of us will look at a priest or a pastor or some lay person and hold them up to the standard of Jesus, God, Buddha, right. or, or whomever? And then we have to realize they're not them. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to have views that are different from ours. Ours may be wrong. Theirs may be wrong. But at the end of the day, we're all still people and we all still are flawed. And we all still need to provide that safe space for us to have our own views. I don't have to agree with your view, but I can still at least hear it. Right. And, and make room but, for it and understand that it is you know, your view may be from experience. It may be a generational experience. Yes. Um, you know, there are some uh, prejudices that come with ignorance, certainly, and some um, lack of exposure. Um, yes. You know, all of these things. Like, I, I keep thinking about um, the values that we have. The one thing that challenges our values is like it's humanity right because values are like this pristine ideal way of thinking or being yes but like we are not we are a messy group people yeah we, we are a messy version of the values we say we subscribe to right yeah 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 and it's it's funny how um how much we're willing to fight for what we believe in with others, like either over a message board or in person at a family dinner. And yet are we fighting that hard to spread what our belief is in a positive way? Like, you know, that's the other thing that I notice that, you know, I can get super heated about something and passionate about it. But now let's put it in that energy in a positive light. Am I doing, am I getting as passionate about it when, you know, I can be doing good? Stacy, that is so good. That is so good. Because what value are you adding if you get passionate about it and you turn the person away? 
if we want true transformation, we have to be and live that value that we want them to see, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a hard thing to do. Well, and that's, you know, at the beginning of every show, I have my my thing that I say. Um, and the first thing that I say is that the show is about making um, connections through conversation. And the example that I always give when people are like, well, what does that even mean? I'm like, it means that if there's like a, you know, a person of color and a white supremacist and a rabbi in line at McDonald's and they're all waiting for fries and the fry machine breaks, like, guess what? You have something in common. Like, three people that you think may have nothing in common are all annoyed that they're waiting for fries and the fry machine broke and could have a conversation about the fact that fry machine broke. I was really looking forward to it. Like they have the best fries. I know Burger King is the worst, you know, and so on and so forth. Like if you just open yourself to understanding that even the smallest connection uh, is is something and like focusing on the small connections versus the huge gaps. Yes. And it's so funny. You and I have something very, very critical in common. And we probably noticed it but not really connected it stacy connects is another version of common ground Mm -hmm. it's the same thing it's the same thing and and i think as human beings that's what we need to do i mean at the core of it i think of things like those same three people that you just mentioned they all had a mom at one point in time yep you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you, you have a mom and if, if all three love your mom, you want the best for your mom. That's something else you have in common. Right. Right. It's a you place know, so to we, build from. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of, and it's almost like in today's society, we're conditioned even more to look for differences than we are those connections, similarities, and that common ground. Mm-hmm. Well, I would challenge listeners when they're having these conversations and, you know, debates or, um, you know, monologues or whatever it is that they're going through, right? It's like, don't do the yes, but because you think that you're acknowledging what the person said, but I, you know, you just um, took away from it when you say the word but. And so saying yes, and it's like, okay, you're acknowledging what they say and you want to add something to it or whatever it is. Um, and trying to replace the word but with and or the word or with and and understanding that, you know, two truths can be um, self-evident, as somebody said, the president, I think. Um, and And that the thing is, like, you know, my truth and your truth, they're both true for us. Exactly. Exactly. And so one of the things that I offer the audience is reframing. Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love reframing. And so what we're talking about now, instead of looking for differences, reframe it and look for that common ground. Look for that connection. A simple reframe. What what do we have in common rather than looking for what we have that's different? Mm-hmm. And having those conversations. And one thing I will add, Stacey, we have to make it easier for people to have those conversations. I was talking to my husband 
um, he's a manager um, at a um, state um, organization here. And the folks he was having a meeting with, and I do believe it was like um, a DE&I, a diversity, equity, and inclusion meeting. Mm -hmm. And the, as they were having a meeting, one of the managers who was a white female said she had some staff, diverse staff, and she says, well, you know, I don't know what it's like to be anything other than a white female. I don't know what it's like to be a black female um, because I've never been a black female. I, I would like for you, to, you guys to share with me, help me to understand. And one of the ladies stood up and said, well, that's the problem. You should know. How unhelpful was that? Right. So if if I'm that manager, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm not going to ask anymore. I'm not even going to step in that territory. Right. I mean, because, good for her for a acknowledging like, yes. you know, like, look, I don't know. I've never walked a mile in anyone else's shoes. Exactly. So I say that to say that we all have to be open to helping people to understand our walk, to know what it's like. They'll never be in our shoes. But if I, I commend her for being curious. Yep. I, and I want to have that conversation with her. If, if that makes sense. Totally. I love that we're going to end the show on the concept of being curious. Um, yes. Speaking of which, I'm curious if people are interested in connecting with you, how can they do that? Oh, absolutely. So you can reach me on Instagram at I am Dr. B. I am D-O-C-T-O-R-B-E-E. -E. Uh, you can reach me on my website at CG at Common Ground Complex Solutions. <laughs> I am also on LinkedIn and I think that that's pretty much. Oh, and I'm also on Facebook as well. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Um, I, I so love all the things that we talked about. Everything from being introspective to curious to reframing to not having judgment. Um. I love every time we have a conversation, it uh, it gives me hope for connection. And uh, as you said, that's something we have in common. That's some common ground that we share. Absolutely. So, and I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. And of course, love having conversations with you. You are an absolute joy. Uh, back at you and wishing you a <laughs> joyful and healthy holiday season. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Oh, I should probably say goodbye to people. Eric is nodding like, you should <laughs> say goodbye to people. Hey, everybody. Have a great week. See you next week. <laughs>